0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believed. Oh yeah. Better than this. I don't know what- what's better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast presented by locked on it's joe marino and kyle krabs from the draft network we are your hosts here on this wednesday edition of the show it's top time for our october mock draft
1: kyle let's do this welcome this is gonna get gnarly joe
0: well especially because the the Bengals have the first pick and that throws off the entire balance of kind of what we think right
1: right. <laughs> but we're using the draft network's mock draft machine. it is the current draft order the current state of affairs with the NFL standings right now and therefore the Bengals pick first.
0: yes they do and uh, you have odds I have evens is how we're doing this right
1: the are the bills confirmed? an uh, an even pick I, I don't know if they are or not but we'll find out when we get there oh th- this is exciting i can trade you if you need to no oh, well
0: thank you um the other note on this mock draft is the last one we did in september was done in advance we're doing this on the fly we don't know what's gonna happen as of the way we're talking right now
1: which is why it's gonna get super weird yes it will And our goal—I'm going to openly state—our goal is to do a 35-minute mock draft. Okay. 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 All right. So that means each one of us has 60 seconds to sell their pick, while also making a decision on their pick (laughs) and explaining their pick. We got this. Dun 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 dun. Morally obligated to do it every time we do mock drafts here on Draft Dudes. The Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock with the number one overall selection and the Cincinnati Bengals are going to draft quarterback Tua Tungovailoa from the University of Alabama with the number one overall pick in the October draft dudes mark. The boys are fired up. They're excited about this pick.
0: Yes, yes, they are. I'm gonna to try to get them to be silent while you explain the
1: pick. <laughs> I just okay. All right. I don't think there was much explanation necessary there, but uh Tua quarterback uh, Cincinnati has kind of run Andy Dalton for all he's worth. You kind of know what his ceiling is. This is a team facing a transitionary period on offense with a new coach and Zach Taylor. Uh, Dalton hasn't necessarily played terrible, unless you watch the Steelers game. Uh, and they need a lot of impact pieces along the offensive line. They've lost two starters, uh, two young starters to health issues. Uh, they've they need to figure out the AJ Green situation. As far as he's in a contract year, what do you want to do with him? The best thing you can do is hit the reset button. And I think Tua gives you the best chance to do so.
0: I'm sure uh, Mike Brown is going to be really excited about releasing Andy Dalton for a clean sleep of $16 million. Just gone. Just right out the door. Don't have to pay him. All right. I got the Washington Redskins at number two. I know Redskins fans are all nervous about their offensive line and they feel really good about their front seven. And they got Montez Sweat and Ryan Kerrigan still really good. But guess who's really good? Chase Young, uh, the edge rusher from Ohio State. You can't pass him. You can't do it. I don't care about your needs at offensive line. I don't care about your needs at wide receiver, cornerback, wherever you think you have needs. There's no need that precludes you from drafting Chase Young. The first team that doesn't have to pick a quarterback has to pick Chase Young. Those are the rules of this draft. Give me Chase Young to this football team. We'll figure out other ways to address needs.
1: It's going to go great with new Washington head coach, Urban Meyer. It's <laughs> a good article you wrote today, by the way. I enjoyed reading that. You know, it, we were asked the question yesterday on Draft Dudes, and I was like, no, that's not, that won't happen. And the longer <laughs> I thought about it, I was like, you know what? You know, damn it, there might be something here. That puppy so, was like
0: 1,500 words, man. You kept on going with it.
1: Yeah, I brought the heat. So <laughs> if you guys didn't catch it, swing over, check it out. My change of heart. Seemingly overnight, literally overnight, on my reaction to the idea of Urban Meyer uh, being the potential head coaching candidate for the Washington Redskins. Uh, number three, Joe, the Miami Dolphins are on the clock. You asked me this weekend, hey, man, what do I do with the Dolphins if they're not picking first? And what did I tell you to do? You told me to build around Rosen. Well, I'm going to follow my own damn advice. Oh, jeez, Judy, what are you with doing? The number three pick in the 2020 <laughs> NFL draft. I understand. I understand the Dolphins right now have a perception to need a quarterback and the Dolphins have eyes for Tua, but don't take the next guy in line just because you've boxed yourself in. There's a reason why you traded for Josh Rosen to be a quarterback on the Miami Dolphins. And it's in the event that he continues to develop and I'll be damned. He's played a lot better than the stats would indicate that he has. And Brian Flores says he's liked the the progression of Josh so far this season. And with Tua gone, I'm not going to take the next best quarterback just to take a quarterback. I'm going to build and take good football players. That's what this rebuild is all about at its core, is let's add transcendent caliber players. I think Jerry Judy's one of those.
0: All right, I got the number four pick, uh, the New York Jets, who I believe their franchise is Sam Darnold. That is the franchise. You got to protect the franchise. You've got uh, Kelvin Beecham and Brandon Shell as your offensive tackles. Those are both replacement level level players that are in contract years. You're going to bring those back? No, you're gonna draft Andrew Thomas, the, go- mm. the tackle from Georgia right here at pick number four and make sure I have a franchise left tackle in place to protect my franchise quarterback and Sam Darnold. This dude can run block as well. Definitely a top-five caliber prospect. He's the pick for me. I know they have issues at edge rusher and cornerback, but we're going to go ahead and take care of our quarterback by protecting him with Andrew Thomas.
1: Joe, lo and behold, the Miami Dolphins are back on the clock. And the Miami Dolphins are a pretty easy team to pick for because if you can think of a position, they've got a need there. So I'm looking at the board. And I want to go one way. I want to zig, but my heart's telling me to zag here. Ohio State cornerback Jeffrey Okuda fits a desperate need for the Miami Dolphins. Watching Eric Rowe play football in September of this year has been the worst experience of the 2019 Dolphins. You've got Xavier Howard on one side. But I also consider, even though Brian Flores is a defensive-minded head coach, There's some good corners on the free agent market. Byron Jones is set to hit the free agent market. I'm going to pretend in this little fantasy world, Miami's found a corner, and I'm going to take offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs because the best thing we can do is if we're going to decide to build around an offense and a certain player, fill your offensive depth chart with as many talented players as possible. Tristan Wirfs, I think, is a really special athlete, really special physical tools i think he's a good fit for the miami dolphins and their offense at number five
0: all right the top five is done before we get to the atlanta falcons at number six i want to tell you about our sponsor today blue chew now you can increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed listen up bluechew.com. that's blue like the color blue blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and seattle so you know they work you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. This isn't for for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits. No waiting in the pharmacy. Best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships erect, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a deal for you. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code locked on, just pay five bucks for shipping. Again, that's B L U E chewcom promo code locked on to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, we're back. It's uh, time for the Atlanta Falcons. I had my mock draft on Monday on the draftnetwork.com, and Falcons fans were not happy that I gave them linebacker Isaiah Simmons. Can't imagine why you'd be mad about me giving you you know, one of the most dynamic (laughs) talent
1: defender in the 2020
0: NFL draft. Yeah. Don't, don't know what would be upsetting about that, but uh, I heard you. I heard you. And I don't want you to get pissed. (laughs) Not getting a CUDA. They're not getting a CUDA either. Maybe they should. Maybe they should. should. That's what's going to happen. They're going to CUDA. They're going with cornerback Jeffrey CUDA out of Ohio state. I was thinking about a defensive tackle for you, getting you someone to play alongside Grady Jarrett. I thought about AJ Epp and that's to give you some edge rush there. Uh, but no, no, you're, you're going to get a corner. That's what you're getting. Uh, Desmond Trufant has been getting more and more shaky as he goes along here, and you got to shore up some things in the pass
1: defense. Um, so we're going Jeffrey Akuda. Joe, I cannot believe you let the peer pressure talk you out of drafting Isaiah Simmons to the Atlanta Falcons with the sixth pick. No, I just I want to give him something different. It be a it be a great fit, and it's. <laughs> Even better scenario for me yep. because that's who I'm going to give the Denver Broncos, it's good Isaiah Simmons. Uh, they're back seven, uh, really missing a versatile piece, that kind of chess piece that you could play. at safety, strong safety. You can play in the nickel. You can play it off-ball linebacker. Denver, uh, they're inside linebackers right now. Uh, Josie Jewell and Todd Davis. I think you could get a very big upgrade with Isaiah Simmons, from the Clemson Tigers here the Broncos going to jump all over this versatile defender at number seven
0: so I've got the Arizona Cardinals at number eight and every time I do or think about mock drafts for the Arizona Cardinals I'm able to give them Tristan Wirfs well Kyle going with non-quarterback at three or five for the Dolphins has completely shifted that possibility and my thought with the Arizona Cardinals and I love all the Cardinals fans they shoot me uh, screenshots of their of their simulations on the mock draft machine, and it's always just slam full of big people, right? Defensive linemen, offensive linemen. I think that's the way to go. I think that's what you have to do to really get this football team to take the next level. I think there's certainly some receivers I can give this football team that would would make sense for Kyler Murray, but we've got to go with big people here in this draft. Which big one do I give them? I'm going to go with A.J. Epinesa, the edge rusher Hmm. from Iowa, right? Look, they run a lot of uh, 3-4. And uh, we're going to give them a guy that can play five-tech. He can rush from the interior. I wish I can give them an offensive lineman. I don't feel like there's one worth pick number eight right now. We can focus on that the rest of the way. Uh, But I want to make sure I get this, this team a little bit more stout in the trenches. And the best way to do that here at number eight is Epinesa.
1: Joe, you're in my shoes right now. I'm the general manager of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. They've signed Nick Foles to a big contract. They've got Minshew Mania going on down here, but yet Justin Herbert's on the board with the ninth pick. What are you doing here? Well, I, I get, know what I'm I know what I'm doing, but I, I gave, know what you're doing. I gave them CeeDee Lamb in my mock draft, and I'm like, let's go. Let's get some
0: explosive offense going in Jacksonville. CeeDee Lamb and DJ Chark. Jags fans were pissed. They didn't Why? want him. They didn't Why? want him brother i don't know what to tell you Jags fans and falcons fans were on my ass all day monday
1: well what'd they want then
0: that's not about what they want it's that they didn't want what i gave them
1: well that's that's gonna make me panic because i was sitting here ready to sign up cd lamb to the jacksonville jaguars was
0: double down
1: I should have my back you know what the emergence of chark be damned there's no such thing as too many explosive weapons in the passing game. CeeDee Lamb, sign me up. Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> at nine.
0: What a perfect compliment, man, to Chark.
1: Like, that's and you, beautiful. And then you got all these shifty guys like Dee, Dee and Marquise Lee in the slot.
0: Yeah. yeah. They're going to come back and tell you that they wish you would have gave him Grant Elbert or something like that.
1: I don't care. I don't I care. don't. I don't care.
0: All right, I've got the New York Giants. This is another fan base that's pissed off of me. They, I gave them A.J. Epinesa in the draft, and uh, they didn't want him. Uh, I don't have a linebacker for you. I'm sorry. I don't necessarily. Eh, yeah, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take the advice, right? You guys need pass rush. You just didn't want Epinesa because you thought he was more of the same. So you want a, you want a guy with a little bit more juice, a little more flexibility, some speed off the edge. You yeah, Yeter Gross Matos, the edge rusher from Penn State. All the tools you could ever want in the toolbox to be a dynamic edge rusher can stand up a little bit. I think he's got the juice to play in space. So there you go. There's your your fit uh, that gets you away from those heavy-handed, you know, penetration-style players on the interior. you got a flexible, bendy, bursty, space-capable, hand-in-the-dirt capable, versatile edge rusher in Yeter
1: Gross Matos. All right, the L.A. Chargers are on the clock at 11 here, Joe. And this is pretty much the worst-case scenario for the Chargers because their two (laughs) biggest needs are the interior offensive line and offensive tackle.
0: And their third biggest need is also the offensive line.
1: (laughs) And their fourth biggest need is linebacker. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take advantage of a rare situation here. The Chargers picking this high with – The caliber of players that this roster has when healthy should not happen. This defense should never be picking in the top 12. And here they are. And so we've had a very unique situation of of picks falling where everyone's presuming the Miami Dolphins' first overall pick, going to draft a quarterback. Well, the Dolphins didn't get the first overall pick, so the only team that we've really defined as needing a quarterback is the Bengals at one. We have a slide here. I'm going to take Justin Herbert. (laughs) To the Chargers at 11. And I'm really excited about that potential of Herbert in this offense with these pass catchers down the road. Phillip Rivers, you know, bless him. He is a stud. I think he's a future Hall of Famer. But he's 37 years old. He'll turn 38 before the end of the season this year. He's not very mobile. And you have to consider... If you want to extend this winning window, as a team, the best way you can do so is to take a pick that's going to extend your window by giving you the best chance to win in the future. And I think at this juncture, with where the Chargers roster is and the players that are available, I think Justin Herbert's your best option.
0: Yeah, I like this pick, actually, especially with Anthony Lynn as the head coach. And then based on some of the stuff we've kind of heard about Herbert, I think keeping him on the West Coast might be the best thing for him. That's a good point. uh, Good pick. I can get behind that for sure. Uh, Tennessee Titans, number twelve. Hey, you get want to keep winning seven to nine win games a, a year? Keep keep rolling with Marcus Mariota as your quarterback. Uh, I'm not going to make that decision. I'm going to go with a different direction here. I'm going with Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. quarterback. From LSU, what I like about Burrow is he's not Mariota. He's a little bit more, I think, in terms of a, a player that will read defenses, get the ball out quicker, throw with more anticipation, not be such a point and shoot guy, not being so uh, hesitant to to let it rip from the pocket. You know, Mariota, a lot of play actions required for him to be successful. A lot of uh, situations where he holds onto the ball in the pocket. He's been sacked twenty two times this year. Let's get a guy that's going to keep this offense on schedule and, 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 you know, have that quicker trigger. I think I think Burrow is a nice transition for the type of quarterback that they need to kind of maximize, I think. You know, there's their weapons with A.J. Uh, Brown and, and Adam Humphreys and Corey Davis and good tight ends and, you know, Walker and Smith. And you still have the run game there. I think this is the type of quarterback we need to get out of what I believe they're in is purgatory.
1: Number 13 pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bless them. Joe, are you surprised by what this board looks like right now?
0: No, uh, this is this is I, this is how I felt on Monday when I did did this mock for them.
1: Yeah, I have some options. I'm a little conflicted with some of my options because you think about the Bucks and their draft investments the last two years. They've invested a ton of capital <laughs> in the secondary, right? So yeah. you can you can say, "Well, Grant Delpit's the best player available. Let's sign up." You can say, well, you know, Christian Fulton would be a great fit for this defense when you consider they've drafted the likes of Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis. But in the last two years alone, they've drafted in the secondary Carlton Davis in the second round, Jamel Dean in the third round, Sean Mun- uh, Murphy Bunting in the second round, Mike Edwards at safety in the third round, Jordan Whitehead in the fourth round. I, I don't think I can get on board versus the prospect of of Ndamukong Su on the defensive line. His status as something of a mercenary these days, right? He comes in, he plays, and then he's out. Then he goes somewhere else, and he plays there, and then he's out. And I see Derrick Brown still on the board. And I think Derek Brown gives you a really exciting front between him and Vitavea. Continuity up front. You've got a, a budding pass rusher on your roster. In Shaq Barrett continuing to have guys on the inside who can create penetration. Sue's not actually that much of a penetration player these days. Derek Brown, I think is much more of that. I think he gives you more disruption up front and can help your defense long-term.
0: I've got the uh, Cleveland Browns here at number 14, a team with a lot of needs here and a lot of players that make sense for them. I think a lot about Grant Delpit, um, but man, I can't, I, it just kind of goes back to what I did with the jets and, this offensive tackle situation for Cleveland is just something that's not acceptable. It's not right. They're, they're getting, they're getting beasted. We saw the 49ers overwhelm this offense. Well, you want to keep seeing that well then keep rolling with this crap offensive line. Not me, not on my watch. We're going with Alex Leatherwood offensive tackle from Alabama guy that kicked over there to left tackle this year after playing guard, he's transitioning very nicely and uh, we've got to get some help for Baker Mayfield on the perimeter of this offensive line and make sure he has time to make decisions, get the football out. we got to improve this offensive line. We're doing it with Alex
1: Leatherwood. This is my nightmare as a Dolphins fan. You can't start the offensive line run this early, Joe. I will not allow it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, this uh, this NFL here that we cover has uh, got an offensive line problem. I think I had seven going in the first round of my mock on Monday. Yeah, so I
1: believe it. Uh, here's the good news. The team picking next does not need offensive line. No. It's the Indianapolis no. Colts. And uh, the Indianapolis Colts on the clock, looking at some of their primary needs. Uh, some more athletes. Uh, Bobby Okariki's is looking good on the second level for them. Darius Leonard's been a little banged up this year. Um, but a little bit more athleticism on the second level of the defense would make sense. Uh, there's questions on whether or not Jacoby Brissett is the long-term answer there. Uh, but, Joe, I think this is a team – that would really benefit to continue to surround Brissett. You look at the receivers on this roster right now. It's T.Y. Hilton, Paris Campbell, who I've also believe has been a little banged up. And then you're going to be pretty underwhelmed with a lot of the other options that they have in the past game, with the exception of uh, the tight ends in Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. So I'm looking at some of the options that we have here. And I would love to get a vertical size guy in this offense. T Higgins from Clemson. They've already got one Clemson guy in Deion Kane. Let's get a much more dynamic, bigger body into this receiver group to complement T Y Hilton. I'm taking T Higgins at 15.
0: All right. I got the Carolina Panthers here at number 16. Um, Whew. I don't think we can let Grant Delpit go any further, man. (laughs) Uh, I'd love to go corner here. Christian Fulton from LSU I think would be a great pick, and what that would do is, even though I expect James Bradbury to be back, what that would enable them to do is allow Dante Jackson to play more from the slot. You have another outside guy in Fulton. But Delpit is a player that I think would mean a lot to this football team as well in terms of providing a versatile defensive back that can play anywhere, and, you know, Trey Boston is a player that I thought this defense needed. Well, they only got him on a one-year deal. And we know the NFL seems every year they're just hesitant to commit long-term to to Trey Boston. Well, let's go with Grant, Grant Delpit, who's got, you know, a really high ceiling in this league. He's got to clean up some tackling stuff. But, I mean, literally, this guy checks every box except for consistency with tackling. And tackling is, a, is something we've seen defensive backs get better at, right? It's not like a – it's not like a – um a fatal flaw, a kiss of death. It's like running backs that fumble. We've seen guys fix those issues. And I think that Grant Delpit, considering he emphatically checks his every other box can do that. I think he would mean a lot next to Eric Reed on this defense. And I think we got to stop the run here. A little bit of a need meets BPA here with this pick for the Carolina Panthers.
1: Brother, listen, if you weren't going to take Delpit at 16, he was going at 17 to the Dallas Cowboys. So good pickup there. Uh, Dallas, I had mentioned a little bit earlier that Byron Jones is an expiring contract for them. And you think about all the guaranteed money uh, that the Dallas Cowboys have signed away in contract extensions uh, so far this season. Joe, Jerry Jones has given more guaranteed money away this summer than what he spent to buy the Cowboys in 1989. Is that right? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's yes. Crazy. So with that in mind, Thinking about Byron Jones, Byron Jones' talent, uh, some of the other depth that the Cowboys have at the corner position, some young names like Jadobia Woozy and Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown, his recent pieces. Uh, if we have the opportunity to let Byron Jones walk because we can't pay everybody, and then you've got a chance where you're looking at three of the top four corners on the board for you at 17 I think it makes a ton of sense, and I think Christian Fulton is a really exciting add to step in and be the hair parent for Byron Jones in this secondary as the big-bodied, dynamic defender. Give me Christian Fulton to the Cowboys at 17.
0: Good pick there. The first half of the First round is done, and we got a whole lot more to get to here. But first, let me tell you about this. At the end of a hard week, it is great to sit down, take some time off, watch football, game-winning touchdowns, two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL. There's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where you should, too. Would not be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season, bet with mybookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. No matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now, and mybookie will double your first deposit by using our promo code Locked On. Activate the offer. That's promo code locked on. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, it's time for the Los Angeles Rams picking number eighteen right now. This is the
1: easiest Inter- pick yet.
0: Oh, is it? I mean, this team has a little bit more in the way of needs than I think a lot of people want to admit. Like, corners a big need for them. Offensive line, right? I like. You can tell this team's missing. John Sullivan and, and Roger Saffold in the big way Andrew Whitworth he's kind of like on a year-to-year thing big concerns there right um and they can use some help at edge rusher right so I I, I don't know why you think this is such an easy decision Kyle
1: I'm just looking at the board I'm not going to give you anything so don't don't expect me to
0: the problem with going offensive line here well I could go be is this is the hardest pick yet, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts. I gave them Chase on the edge rusher from LSU. They probably in my hated mock. that. They didn't hate. No, they they people said we like the pick. It's a need, but we also feel like we have other needs. Well, guess what? I only have one so freaking pick. Ed, so so does every
1: other team in the draft <laughs> is seven rounds long. Like we
0: <laughs> yeah, have free agency. It's freaking October. Damn it! Oh, this is tough. Um. I am gonna go with Trayvon Diggs, cornerback from Alabama. Mm. This 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 um man, this uh corner situation with Peters and Taleb ain't going that great. And I think they're both up at the end of the year. And they're old. Well, Taleb's old and are you gonna pay Peters? Guy gets burnt every week. You gonna pay that guy big time money? I don't think so. I think you gotta start rebuilding that secondary with some corners that can play on the perimeter and Trayvon Diggs got has, you know, he's an alpha. He's got ball skills. He's experienced. And uh I think that he'd be a logical pick here. Although I I admit I would love to have gone edge rusher as well. I'd love to go offensive tackle. But you know the way this draft thing works is you only can pick one player at a time.
1: I would have given him Beatus. <laughs> I think they really okay. I think they really need to address the interior. because 'cause it's been bad. It's been very bad so far this season. Uh, Number 19, Joe, the Minnesota Vikings are on the clock. What's the Vikings' biggest problem?
0: (laughs) Okay, there's a lot.
1: No, the correct answer is Kirk Cousins (laughs) is is Minnesota's (laughs) biggest problem.
0: They're about to get a quarterback?
1: We are about to get a quarterback. And I think about Minnesota, and the only reason you're going to draft a quarterback is because you don't want to have to lose to Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, who are pretty unhappy with the way things are going. Minnesota gave Kirk Cousins a fully guaranteed deal. So if they can iron things out, they can choose to cut their losses with Kirk and eat the money, or they can redshirt whoever they bring in and play Cousins for another year. They have flexibility, a lot of flexibility. When I'm going to look at what the Vikings need, I'm going to ask myself, who is the most opposite of Kirk Cousins? Because everything that he is, they need the opposite of. Give me Jordan Love from Utah State. I think he's got the physical tools. I think they're going to like his athleticism. I think they're going to like his ability to win off script, in which Kirk Cousins is terrible. I think he's got the arm to really accentuate the talent and the ability of both Thielen and Diggs to run routes to all levels of the field.
0: Now this coming up here, uh, the Raiders number twenty overall, I gotta go ahead and it just and this is a lot this has a lot to do with the team after this being the Ravens. I gotta go with Dylan Moses, linebacker from Alabama, man. This this Raiders linebacking core is slow as crap. I mean, unbelievably slow. It's an Achilles heel for this defense. They need help at edge rusher. They can use some help at corner. I get it. We have another first round pick coming up here in just a minute, but I think the opportunity to get a linebacker like Dylan Moses, who can be that tone setter with range as your mic, is really something they need desperately. And, you know, he got injured with that ACL before the season. And we have plenty of examples between Jalen Smith and uh, uh, Miles Jack that these guys can bounce back. They both signed very huge contract extensions. And I think, you know, Moses could be ready to go for his rookie year. So I think this is a big need for them. And getting a guy with that type of range is something this defense needs.
1: Absolute coward move to draft Moses because the Ravens are picking at 21. Would you not have went Moses at 21? Probably not.
0: Oh, well, okay. I the real Ravens probably I think Kenny Young's
1: have. a better football player than a lot of people give him credit for. Okay. So I'm looking at the board. Ravens do have needs at corner. They're potentially facing the prospect of losing Matt Judon in free agency. Judon has been such a blast to watch, and Caleb on Chase Chason makes a ton of sense on that front, Joe. But Is that the pick? Oh! But <laughs> I think about what I just got done talking about with some of these other picks that we've made in Indianapolis with T. Higgins and the Miami Dolphins with Jerry Judy and Tristan Wirfs surrounding a potential franchise quarterback with the most talent to make him the most successful. The Baltimore Ravens have a need at wide receiver. Their top two receivers are rookies in Hollywood Brown and Miles Boykin. And Hollywood Brown, bless him, he is a stud when he's healthy. The key here is when he's healthy. I'd like a little bit of an insurance policy to make sure I have speed for days. I have the ability to run my offense and make sure if Hollywood Brown's a little banged up, I could still run all the same concepts. So sign me up for Henry Ruggs to play in this speedy Baltimore offense, along with Lamar Jackson and justice Hill and Hollywood Brown. Good luck trying to run with the Baltimore Ravens.
0: you're not gonna, you're not gonna, that's too much speed to deal with. All right, so I have the Raiders at 22, and we were hoping to pick Henry Ruggs, and we're not going to. Um, but I do think we have to go to the wide receiver well here. And, um, you know, AB Saga definitely left a big need there. I know they just traded for Zay Jones, and they paid big money for Tyrell Williams. But um, I think we need more. We need more weaponry for for Derek Carr and, and for John Gruden's offense. Let's go with LaVisca Chenault, wide receiver from Colorado. I think he's a three-level threat. He's physical. He has speed. And I think he's the type of receiver that doesn't exist already on the roster that can really give them another layer to their offense. So we're okay. We wanted rugs, but Chenault's a heck of a consolation
1: prize. I wouldn't even call him a consolation prize. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles on the clock at 23. The Eagles are a team that has done a really nice job kind of check in boxes. Uh, they, they do so with veteran trades like acquiring Jordan Howard, play running back for them, who's had a nice stretch of a couple of weeks, uh, bringing in Deshaun Jackson via trade to really fill out their, their supplementary receivers on their offense. I look defensively at this roster, and um, I think they really need help at corner. So, I have to ask myself what kind of quarter corner best suits the Philadelphia Eagles. And they, they had some success with Rasul Douglas as a big physical guy. They've had some success with Avante Maddox as a guy who's bounced back and forth between corner and safety, and Cindy Jones, who's played inside at the nickel a little bit. Uh, so there's a lot of flexibility here. But I think the pick that gives the Eagles the most continued flexibility to put their players in a position to succeed is Ohio State corner Sean Waite. He's your pick at 23.
0: You've been doing this, uh, this whole, the whole time. You're like setting up the table and then you give us the pick at the end. I was sitting there thinking you were gonna, who you're going to go with somebody else and then you didn't.
1: It makes for good television, doesn't it?
0: You know, it does, but it makes it very challenging when you're the guy picking next and you don't know who's. Well, you hate to,
1: who to I pick. hate to be in that guy's shoes. I, I can't you imagine. Do it.
0: That's a tough guy to be. Um, all right. Detroit Lions, number 24, the hardest fan base in football to please. There's no question when it comes to mock drafts. Um, so here's the deal I gave them corner in the mock, got some some kickback. They were happy that I gave them like Bryce Hall, but they were like, eh, you know, it's not even our biggest need. All right. I hear you. A lot of those guys want to help at offensive line. Let me give you help at offensive line. Let's go with Tyler Biatis, the interior offensive lineman from Wisconsin. Uh, definitely could be a dynamic center. He can play guard. So you can figure it out between Ragnow and Biatis, But how about having those two dudes on your interior offensive line? You won't be complaining about much in terms of uh, that anymore. So I think Biatis is definitely a player worth this pick. I think he can have an impact. Uh, I don't want to call him Quentin, Quentin Nelson. I really don't. But I think he can affect – an offensive line in a similar way, and um, think think that would be the answer they would need there an in interior offensive line. I hate you. I'm sorry. I just, well, I want you
1: to know that I hate you. Yeah,
0: well, what's your consolation prize for the Miami Dolphins right, here at 25?
1: So, Miami Dolphins spent a lot of time this September uh, focusing their eyes and attention to Jadavion Clowney, who's came from another Bill Belichick disciple uh, disciple defense. Kind of plays this role where you move him all around, you give him the opportunity to play stand up, rush off the edge, uh, drop a little bit in coverage, but it's not really primarily what, where he's going to win, but you can win him in stunts, line him up inside. Kayla Von Chase on here is cut from the same cloth. He's not as explosive, okay? So let's not make that mistake right off the bat. But the Dolphins were very intent and very interested in adding that hybrid piece to their defense because that's what makes this defense go and why it's not going right now. They don't have the versatile pieces to be able to play the flexible style of defense for mismatches that they want. I think Kayla Levon Chason solves a lot of those problems in the front seven for the Miami Dolphins.
0: Buffalo bills, 26. What's up, bills, mafia. Um, Man, this is a tough spot. I think the bill's, would love to get another receiver. I don't have one that I like for the Bills in this spot. The edge rushers, I think about Julian Aquara from Notre Dame. I think, I can't believe I'm going to do this, but Frank Gore means a lot to this football team right now. And he's carrying the ball 15, 20 times a game. I know Devin Singletary is a nice piece to the running game. I think he's more of a complimentary back. Frank Gore's 36, he's a free agent at the end of the year. And you're going to need to replace him. And TJ Yeldon's not going to replace him. TJ Yeldon's a receiving back. He's not a not a you know a guy that's really going to pound out tough yards for you. So I am in the late first round going to go with a running back for the Bills. I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift, mm-hmm. running back from Georgia. Um, predictively, I think the Bills will absolutely love Swift. I mean, he's you talk about process guys and guys that just love the grind and stuff. I mean, that's Swift to a T, and. I think he gives you a lot of the similar things that Frank Gore can do. He catches the football really nice, and it allows the Bills to have a stable of young backs that they don't have to pay a ton, of, ton of money towards for the next, you know, four or five years, and um, allows them to continue build the, uh, the rest of the roster up. So, I think this is just a unique spot. I don't necessarily love the idea of a first round running back, but I think, but the way that this is unfolded, the the you know, kind of the context of the way the roster is constructed, I think this makes sense.
1: I like this pick. Um, I'm going to shift my eyes to the number 27 pick. The Seattle Seahawks are on the clock. And, uh, it's a good football team, Jill. Um, I I think they get Jaron Reed back too. They do get Jaron Reed back, which really helps make this decision even harder because I would love to give him Javon Kinlaw, but they'd love to have him. I, I also think between Quentin Jefferson and Puna Ford, and a front that's got Jadavion Clowney and Ziggy Ansa. I know you got to re- potentially re-sign Clowney, but I don't think it's it's the most pressing area of the of the roster. Um, and they 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 just refuse to value the cornerback position because they can get plus play out of any corner. They've got a Big Twelve safety from two years ago at Oklahoma State starting at outside corner and playing well. Doesn't make any sense. But I look at the offensive line. I look at how often Russell Wilson's under pressure. Specifically at right tackle. One of my brand misses. Jermaine Effetti. First round pick in the 2016 NFL draft. Seattle's a team that likes athletes. They have their own way of evaluating players. They like explosiveness. And I think TCU offensive tackle Lucas Nyang, who plays right tackle already, makes sense for them because of the physical skill set he's going to provide and gives them a long-term option at right tackle whose name is not Jermaine Fetty
0: yeah all right that's a good pick I've got the New Orleans Saints here at number 28 Um, I to me I know this is somewhat of a quarterback spot for a lot of people but until I know Drew Brees isn't going to be the quarterback I want to build this roster to compete and go win championships and so I think what I would want to do is pick a player that helps me accomplish that. Um, there's a part of me that would love to go with the wide receiver. And I think about a guy like Jalen Rieger here, but I want to go to defense. This defense has been really good this year, but Eli Apple is going to, be a free, going to be a free agent after this season. And I'm not sure I want to pay him, you know, the kind of dollars it will take to keep him in the mix, especially when, you know, Marshawn Lattimore is going to be a guy that's eligible for an extension after this season. Let's go ahead and get him a compliment. I really love Paulson Adebo, cornerback from Stanford. I think he's versatile. He's physical. He can play in press. He tackles. He has ball skills. And so I want to I preserve having a, a really nice pair of corners for a long time. And um, I think he would make a lot of sense given, you know, maybe my lack of an appetite to pay Eli
1: Apple after the season. You're not hungry for Apple?
0: Hey, you know what? Nah, nah. I'm more of an orange guy, you know? Okay,
1: well – uh, the Green Bay Packers are on the clock at 29. And, Joe, you'd mentioned maybe getting a wide receiver for Drew Brees. I can tell you right now I'm getting one for Aaron Rodgers. This defense is infused with a lot of fresh talent uh, via free agency. They kind of broke their own trends in bringing in Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith, uh, Adrian Amos. Uh, they, they are having a lot of success with these new additions that they've brought in. Uh My big concern is outside of Devontae Adams, what do you have in the pass game? And I think they need a more dynamic player. Jalen Rager from TCU, little run on TCU guys here, two of the last three picks, uh, gives you a downfield vertical element with speed that I think the Packers just don't have at wide receiver right now. They got a lot of bigger bodied guys in Adams himself who can do everything. Valdez Scantling, Geronimo Allison, Alan Lazard made this roster. Alan Lazard probably still runs a slower 40 time than Jimmy Graham does. Let's get a speedster, Jalen Rager, TCU.
0: Chiefs are an interesting team here. I'm picking for them at number 30. There's part of me that would love to give them Jonathan Taylor because I think he'd be so fun in that offense. Um, I watched this offensive line recently, and I have a lot of questions about it. And we know that they have a lot of issues at – and uh, the defensive backfield still right, right, uh, still could use some help at corner. So I'm thinking about those needs, and I got to go with the best player available at a position of need. And for me, that's going to be Bryce Hall, cornerback for Virginia. Um, we need more on the back end here, and part of me just loves the idea of pairing him up with Lon Thornhill. Man, that was so great when those when Virginia ran cover two, and it was uh, Hall. And Thornhill to one side of the field, man. They made man. some Jesus, man. It was beautiful. I want to get that going again for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Paul can win in a lot of different ways at corner, a lot of different techniques. He's physical um, and has good ball skills. So I don't love the offensive line value here. I think Taylor's more of a, you know, an X factor. Like if some other things were fixed on the roster, I could get behind it. I got to get this pass defense right.
1: So Bryce Hall's the pick.
0: Bryce Hall's the pick. Cornerback, UVA.
1: Uh, Here's my dilemma for San Francisco. They're picking 31st in this projection right now. Hat tip to the San Francisco 49ers. But, Joe, they don't need a center. They could use an upgrade on the interior offensive line at the guard positions but do you do you think Creed, Creed Humphrey can play center, or can play anything other or, than center?
0: Or Weston Richburg can play guard. I, I don't. I don't have concerns about either one of those things.
1: So you think either one of them would be fine at guard?
0: Yeah. Especially zone blocking, man. i I'd, I'd it'd be the. It'd be my pick, and I wouldn't think twice
1: about it. I'm just considering all my options here because I'm a little bit more apprehensive right. than you are about playing Creed at anything other than center. And I'd like to keep Weston where he's at, because I think he's the only plus starter on the interior between Lake and Tomlinson and Mike Person on each side of him. San Francisco does have listed needs at corner with Richard Sherman, who looks good this year, except for the fact that he's lying about Baker Mayfield not shaking his hand.
0: Yeah, what the hell was that?
1: Weird. What What the hell was that? And there's like, everybody was like, nah, here's the video before the game, and uh, there's the handshake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. Like, that's so stupid, man. Yeah,
1: look, I think he—I actually think Richard apologized for it. Um, but why even get to that point? You know, it's—it's it's not necessary. Um, San Francisco does have Jaquisky Tart, and Jimmy Ward uh, as guys who are versatile defenders on the back end. I could pick Xavier McKinney for an extended piece here. To, to really flesh that out as they make personnel decisions. But I think I just have to take the best player at a position of need. So I will go ahead and settle on, despite trying to talk myself out of it, Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma, I think here gives them the option to pick the best five on the offensive line and let those guys play.
0: The other, other offensive lineman that found a way into my mock draft was Jeldrick Wills out of Alabama. Plays right tackle for him. I think he can kick inside the guard if he wanted to do that. Um, so another, another name for the, the range here. If there's a team in the back, back five or 10 picks that you think an offensive line, that's another name to consider. All right. New England Patriots 32. I hate that more than anything in the world. Um, I've had all the, I feel like I've been getting a lot of the old quarterbacks and I keep on saying like, I'd love to think about the replacement, but. Until I know they're not going to be around, I want to keep building the, the team around them so I can maximize that window. And the Patriots are the type of team that can reach for need. And um, I think this team does have some holes that it could plug at edge rusher and offensive tackle, but tight ends have been really meaningful to Tom Brady throughout the course of his career. And my goodness, they have nothing for him. I mean, literally yeah, nothing for ben, him. To they, the
1: they just cut uh, Watson. Too.
0: Ben Watson. Yeah, so it's Ryan Izzo and, like, Matt Lacoste, like, what? I got to get a tight end for Brady. We're going to go with Bryson Hopkins, tight end for Purdue. Best pass catching tight end in this this class. And um, I just feel like that's where we have to go to round out this offense and continue to give Tom as much opportunity as he can to win.
1: Joe, we missed our target by 10 minutes. Yeah, I knew it would happen. We kind of figured. A quick rundown. I'm going to read 1 through 16. Joe's going to read 17 through 32. Hope you didn't All close your right. tab, Joe. Here we go. I got Cincinnati it. Bengals, to a Tunga Viola. Washington Redskins, Chase Young. Miami Dolphins, Jerry Judy. New York Jets, Andrew Thomas. Miami Dolphins, Tristan Wirfs. Atlanta Falcons, Jeffrey Akuda, Denver Broncos, Isaiah Simmons. Arizona Cardinals, A.J. Epinesa. Jacksonville Jaguars, C.D. Lamb. New York Giants, Yator Gross Matos, L.A. Chargers, Justin Herbert, Tennessee Titans, Joe Burrow, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Derek Brown, Cleveland Browns, Alex Leatherwood, Indianapolis Colts, T. Higgins, Carolina Panthers, Grant Delpit.
0: Dallas Cowboys, Christian Fulton, Los Angeles Rams, Trayvon Diggs, Minnesota Vikings, Jordan Love, Oakland Raiders, Dylan Moses, Baltimore Ravens, Henry Ruggs III, Uh, Oakland Raiders, LaVisca Chenault, Philadelphia Eagles, Sean Wade, Detroit Lions, Tyler Biatis, Miami Dolphins, Calevon Chasen, Buffalo Bills, DeAndre Swift, Seattle Seahawks, Lucas Nang, New Orleans Saints, Paulson Adebo, Green Bay Packers, Jalen Rieger, Kansas City Chiefs, Bryce Hall, San Francisco 49ers, Creed Humphrey, and New England Patriots, Bryson Hopkins.
1: That's a wrap for us. Please send all of your uh, hate tweets for odd picks to at Grinding the Tape. All of your hate tweets for even picks to at the Joe Marino. Thanks as always for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow to talk college football top 25 picks against the spread.
0: Thank you for listening to believe.